Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Brooke Waters. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing super, super good. First of all, so everybody else can know who would be listening, this is B-A-B-M-E podcast show. This is a phone in. You're listening right now to Micah Sanders, the founder of Bad Me, and I have on an amazing, amazing woman right here. I've known her for a minute. I've known her for, I think, probably close to a year now. Close to yep. a year. It's definitely been over a year now. But her yeah. name is Brooke Waters. I, I think I should say the fighter. They'll get it when they listen <laughs> to it. Like Brooke Waters, the fighter. Uh, you are the Ronda, Ronda Rousey of my <laughs> friends. Um, only you are still undefeated. So that's super cool. Um, <laughs> so, can we put it? How are you feeling? I'm feeling alive. It's um, I'm down here in Florida for a vacation to go see my dad, and um, the weather's beautiful, and I couldn't ask for a better day to be here. Aw, that's amazing. So let's give context, first of all, to what makes Brooke so important and why she's important and why she could do anything for anybody else, honestly. Um, And I think that basically just starts off with your story. I talked with you before, and you were giving me some cool, cool, cool things. So if you could just, like, update them a little bit. Like, uh, we have 30 minutes here. And like, what, where did you start off? Give us, like, that 10-minute, like, recap. Like, what's, what what has your life been like? What's the summary of your life? What's going on? What happened? Okay. So a little bit about myself is um, I didn't grow up very easy, but I didn't grow up as hard as others. Um, my parents divorced when I was in second grade. And um, from there, kind of went, it was kind of like a, a rough road for everyone who has divorced parents or might be going through a divorce with their parents will understand. Yeah. Um, and those who don't, that's okay. But um, yeah, I've, I guess the best way to look at it is um, my mom has three kids and my dad um, was not necessarily in our life as much as he should have been in the beginning. He didn't really pay child support or anything like that. So my mom ran, raised three kids on her own. Um, I've paid for everything I have. Um, I've worked for everything that I have. And it it just taught me to, I guess, I can't think of the word right now, but to appreciate what I have more um, rather than it just been given to me. And I uh, yeah. attend school and I, uh, I've i been, uh, it's just, I attend school, I pay for everything on my own. I pay for my apartment, I pay for charter and utilities, I pay for food. Wait, so you're um, saying that your parents aren't gracing you and giving you all everything that you need for school and for the tuition and Correct. things like that. How much, How much? just hypothetically, just how much money has your, can you like think of an amount of how much money your parents are probably giving you or like, because it seems like they still try to give you support, but. Yeah, they, they have, if they can, they like, I'm in the boat where my parents, they couldn't give me money if they wanted to. 
uh, they're at mm. that point. And um, they're, if they do have it and they do get a little bit of extra here and there, they'll do it. Um, but roughly my parents have probably given throughout my four years of college, um, my parents have probably given me about $400 total. That is a very nice art class right there. So, yeah, and a lot of people don't know this, but the school that I attend is Northwood University, and tuition is $36,000 a year, meaning our classes are about two grand each. Oh. So um, they're they're pretty expensive, and uh, I'm uh, I'm there on an academic and athletic scholarship, which is really nice. So I'm working again. I've done it by myself, and um, with obviously the help of my family to get me to my athletics and academics. But um, so what's uh, more everything. So what's some more context? Sorry to cut you off. What's some more context about like? So do you have any brothers or sisters or anything like that? I do. I have a brother and a sister. I'm the baby. Um, my brother is 23, and my sister is 25. Oh. And um, they unfortunately don't really get to help me much either because my brother's struggling, and my sister has two kids now going on her third with one income coming in, so that's pretty difficult as well. I can imagine. So, and, um, yeah, and they're just like, they're my pride and joy. I still, I'm one of the, I'm a giver more than a receiver. And um, no matter what money I make, I give to others. And I was actually, I don't know if you remember Paige, Micah, Paige Downer. Oh, of course I do. But um, <laughs> we were, we were at, because we were working a fair and show together. And for those who don't know fair and shows, it's uh, working a booth at a fair for the uh, a company that Micah used to work for before he did uh, B&B and <laughs> that is Cutco and we were at the booth and ooh baby and we were talking <laughs> and Paige is like you spend so much money on other people because when we were there I bought like these two types of lamps I bought a lamp like a hockey lamp for um my boyfriend's mom and then I bought a softball lamp for my mom and then I bought a bunch of food stuff and it turned out to be like $200 and Paige is like you spend so much on yourself didn't buy myself one thing and that's not me to kind of boast or brag about myself or try Mm -hmm. to get permission for it that's just me saying that not a lot of people know that I do that on a regular basis I pay it forward all the time because paying it forward is really important and I really think that we should do it more often. And paying it forward isn't paying for something. It's doing a good deed for someone having and having them return the favor to somebody else. So what instilled, that. Go ahead. what instilled that in you? So what made that what made that so important in your life? Like when did you start doing that? When did you start recognizing first of all with giving? Here's the thing. So we're right now, I don't want to say we're average people because I don't believe we're average people. Um, I believe that anybody who is living has crazy potential, honestly. And within everyone's you, special in their own way. Heck yeah. Like there's just so much um um you can be special and you have such an amazing talent to give the world and things like that. And what I wanna do here is kinda of like figure out like People don't understand, like, some of the real things that, let's say, was hard to get through that made you who you are now. We've already gotten a glimpse, literally, like, 
You love to pay it forward. You have, I know you have an amazing heart. Some of the things that you do for other people, the business that you work for, the um, which we'll get to in a couple minutes, um, the people who you love to uh, engage with and things like that, you are living a better life every day. And that's one cool reason why I wanted to talk with you. But you came from a weird, like, type of past, which honestly I think could – it could present probably – some negative thoughts or negative mindsets about certain things. Um, tell me about that. What was, what were some of the things where you could have definitely harbored in, in yourself and something that you've been pressing through? Like, give me the real deal. What's the what's the scoop? So, um, I've gone through a lot of hardships in my in my lifetime, as you were saying. Um, I've just Every, I've I've probably gone through every almost everything possible. Um, I've gone through I got I went through a really bad car accident um, that I could have chose to be a victim in, and I chose to be victorious instead. And I came back from it, and um, I got into a rollover car accident where I had an angel with me, and um, all I got was a concussion. Mm. Um, and I could have probably got my leg decapitated what I could have flung out the window and I didn't don't know how um also there's been some times with um school and there there is a there is actually this past summer um one of the hardest things that I did or these past pretty much every summer or every year that I've been in college there's been a time or a period where I go probably about four months without being able to buy a thing, a thing of groceries and or put gas in my car. So I would be walking to work every day. Um, I would be relying and savoring any food that I got for the week because I am an athlete. So I need to eat because if not, I'll be on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I would be savoring anything that I got and make sure that portioning what I got, when I got it, I would make sure that I was still trying to eat as much as I could to where I wouldn't collapse during a practice or a game. And um, a lot of people don't realize that $10 here and there, you know, going to get Taco Bell or Subway or something like that goes a long way. And that's what I've learned from my experience of not necessarily being able to buy food when I want it. Hmm. Um, going hungry is is something that a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. But what happens if mom and dad aren't there anymore? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I've come to realize, and I'm at that point. It'll be to the point where I, I'll call my mom, and I'll be like, mom, do you have like $10? You know, I'm, I'm short on gas. And she's like, honey, I don't have it. And then I have to make, I have to maneuver away to try to make $10. And it will be it's a, it'll be to the point where I'll go up to my coach, or I'll go to um, one of the athletic directors at our school, and I'll ask, "Hey, is there any you know thing that I can do to help you guys out?" And he's like, "Yeah, we'll find something for you." And then I'll go uh, help him out, and I'll make something to be able to just get me food for dinner or put gas in my gas tank. And um, a lot of people would be like, "I'm done with college. Like, I want food. I can't do this." I'm going to go home and live under mom and dad, even though they won't be able to support me, but they can still get food for themselves, meaning I'm going to have something to eat. They're like, I'm done. 
Um, the, yeah. It's actually a uh, dropout rate in college is like 70%. It's a really high number. So it's just um, I'm the first one in my family to even attend college, let alone graduate this, this coming May. Um, with a double, with a double major um, in advertising and marketing, and a lot of people don't know this either. When I, I've for the past four years in college, um, I've been taking 18 credits a semester. That's six classes on top of practice and softball twice a day, and lifting on top of two jobs. And it's it keeps me busy. It keeps me busy. I'm tired. I average about four hours of sleep a night, and um, I just, it's taught me a lot, and there's a little bit more with my past. My mom and dad are both alcoholics, mm-hmm. and my mom lost her license from it, so my mom does not have her license. My mom um, has been without a license for over 14 years now, so that's really challenging on us, too, because of the fact that we would either have to take her everywhere or she'd have to find a ride because we couldn't be there, and it's just like, People, again, again, it comes down to, like, just understanding that, like, people don't really understand what they have until it's kind of gone or they never had it. So it's just there's a lot of difficulties that I've gone through. And my, like I said, my mom and dad are both alcoholics, so I've, I've been brought up with alcohol. Um, my dad doesn't live here. My dad, my dad's – I'm from Michigan, my apologies, but my um, – <laughs> My dad moved to Florida my eighth grade summer, and um, I am now a senior in college. And uh, last summer, and I've been playing softball since my sixth grade, since sixth grade, and my dad has never seen me play softball till last spring break. Mm. So that was that's another hardship, especially because that's that's what got me to college, and that's what is biggest part of my life and my dad hasn't really been around because there's some bumpy like there's some bumps in the road for him and for us and kind of caused a lot of problems um but he's starting to come around and i always believe that people deserve a second chance and he's proving himself so um, my dad didn't pay a child support either like i said so that was really difficult not being able to you know go to as a kid, you know, go to Aeropostale or Hollister and, you know, get those get the new stuff without having your mom have a, a defeated look on her face because she knows she can't get it for you. Um, you know, Brooke, what I'm hearing is just, first of all, <clears throat> there's just things that you have to grow, grow, grow up through. And I think a lot of people can connect with you on here, like with here. We all didn't grow up clearly with a silver spoon in our mouth, right? Like, no, not at all. There are there are people that grew up like straight, like, and when I say dirt, I'm not talking about homeless, all that. I'm just talking about it was hard. Like you, it was dirt. Like it was, it wasn't a cute, cute little prancy, you know, not nothing against anybody who grew up with, let's say, a silver spoon in their mouth. Um, because yeah. eventually they're going to grow up with a lot of hard times that they don't know that they're going to grow up with because they didn't have everything. Well, they had everything given to them, meaning they don't know a lot of common sense on certain things. And that's a hardship yep. in itself. I believe everybody has certain hardships. 
Um, Agreed. Within yours, I feel like it's so cool because people can connect to this. Everybody who's listening, you hear what Brooke has gone through. That's why I call her the fighter, my Ronda Rousey friend. Here's the thing. <laughs> you hear the things that she had, or should I say the things she didn't have, things that she wasn't able to get, um, the even though the love that you have for your parents how and the love that they really have for you, it seems like uh, how they still aren't able to supply everything that, you know, would be nice to have. I want to ask you, what in you, this is the main question, what in you believes that you should do right by others? Because honestly, you've had a hard life. Why? Usually people can just harbor in, and let's be real, just can harbor in that hardness, just to be like, like you know what, like, I had a hard, I'm not going to try and help you because you had a hard, or, you know, yeah. or they could, you know, just learn, like, what, why do you believe that paying it forward is best? Why do you believe that? you still have an amazing life, that you still are thankful? Like, why Why do you think like that? Why? <laughs> um, the reason I think like that is strictly for the fact that um, I've come, don't worry, uh, I've come to realize that, yeah, people have it hard, but there's, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, like, there's someone who always has a story to tell. And the way that I look at it is I've realized and come to the realization that Everyone has it hard, but some have it harder, harder and some have it better. And no matter, you can't bring jealousy into it because, like you were saying, you know, oh, you had it bad too, so I'm not going to help you, or you had it too good, I'm not going to help you. Just because someone might have money doesn't mean they have a, a great at-home life. Hmm. Or just because someone does have or do, or okay, just because someone has money might not mean that they have a good at-home life. Someone who doesn't have money. That might mean they have a great at-home life. You have mm-hmm. no idea by – it's just like – it's kind of like the book, judging a book by its cover. And you never know what someone's going through that day. It could take a smile, and this is this is this part's going to get deep. It could take a smiling at someone to shy them away from committing suicide. I've heard stories like that all the time, that there was someone who just went and said hi and started talking to someone, and they were literally walking home to go commit suicide, and they didn't because that person gave them life again. And I strongly believe that that happens all around us, and that's why I believe that paying forward is so important because you never know when someone's last day is. So and here's the this thing. Is, no, continue, continue. Oh, sorry. Um and the reason that I pay it forward is because it just, one, it makes me feel awesome inside. And I hope that when I pay it forward and I show others that, you know, there's still good people in the world because there's awesome people in the world. And I don't let what my past, I don't let my past affect what I'm going to be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Because if you let your past affect what you're doing in the future, your future will become your past. And it will just keep moving. Hmm. So you have to be like the change that. that you want to see. Because if you don't so, be the change that you want to see, you'll just keep seeing the past. So where are you getting this? Do you know who instilled in you the best type of love? Like, because I'm hearing a lot of love in your voice. And that's the thing that I notice people don't necessarily... 
in order for you to do anything like pay it forward, look at possibility, look at opportunity, you have to have a basis of love. Where did you get your basis of love from? To be honest, um, I've got my basis of love from there's not necessarily a distinct person. It was kind of like a group of people. Um, my brother and my sister were definitely the start, though. Uh, my brother and my sister have been there from from the from the start, and we've been through it together. Um, some people say we have a very unique bond because brothers and sisters get along, but we have a very unique bond with ours, and I think it's just because we grew together with what happened instead of growing apart. And mm. I just started with that. My brother is my bro- my sister and brother are both very strong in their own way. And um my like my brother, he's not necessarily he's a he's an emotional guy. He's more emotional than most, which is which is not a bad thing for people who are emotional if they're listening. But um he's just a very strong person in mm-hmm. a protective aspect. And he just gives and loves to give and then my sister she's a mother of two going on her third and she just like she's been there for me she was she was the mom when my mom wasn't and um giving me the love when I was younger just kind of like showed me that like it doesn't matter again it doesn't matter because my sister went through more than I did and it just does it just it shows they showed me that no matter what's gone on that you can still love to the fullest and not again not have your past affect you and that's where it started and then my coach um my my uh travel softball coach I was with him for he was the longest coach I had and he was with me for 7 years and my stepdad my stepdad really he's the one that got me into softball and and athletics and if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be going to college. <laughs> so it uh, it definitely started with those four. So what do you um, tell people who don't have some of those? Um, because that's so important. And I believe so many people can have your certain mindsets on being better. Um, if they could understand what that love is, because they might not have had, you know, someone to show them that love, what would be your advice for them? Just as a person to a person, what would be your advice for them on that? um, So the advice that I'd give to them, um, if they didn't have the the loving influence from a loved one or a significant other or even a coach, the best way that I can do that is, I know this might, it might be harder said than done, um, either... And some people won't do this, and some people will. Um, It's just it it depends on your mindset and if you're willing to let it happen. And I I actually, um, I have anxiety and depression, and my biggest thing was going to get help about it. I was weird about it. I didn't want to go see anybody, and I started going to see someone, and one of my mindsets changed about, like, that stuff. And either go... If if you're if you're a shy person, what I what I would say is, you don't have to go completely out of your comfort zone. The best the best advice I could give you is slowly make a step to get out of your comfort zone. So many people 
are so they're that's why they do it is because they're comfortable doing it no matter what it is so people they 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 fear fear mm. and my biggest advice is you have to find it inside yourself so that just means if you don't like talking to someone like let's say you're a shy person and you're scared to talk to people make a change and just say hi to someone walking by doesn't matter what they say. doesn't matter if they continue talking to you. You could be going in the store and just say hi. Like, that's what I started. I literally, um, I have anxiety when it comes to public speaking. And I told myself that at school, we would always have the option of writing a paper or doing a presentation. And I told myself I need to get out of my comfort zone. So every time I had that option, I'd pick a presentation. And I just start getting better at it. And then I build confidence in myself because that's, and and that's when it started because it started giving me confidence in myself. And that's something that has nothing to do with people. That has something to do with yourself. And that's where it starts. You could have all the loved ones in the world supporting you and still have a negative outcome. It starts with you. And that's what I, that's another thing that I came to realize is, yes, I have those people who, you know, instilled the love into me and my mindset of it, but I'm the one that decided to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So the advice that I would give is just find it within yourself to challenge yourself to do something. It doesn't have to be a big something, but the advice that I would have is just to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone each day. Or set up a schedule where you do something out of your comfort zone each week and then or each month and you start and then you'll start getting into a habit where you're getting out of your comfort zone and then you start getting more comfortable with it and um, and finding the love and and that honest in all honesty that helped me find the love because a lot of people who necessarily can't see it or can't find it are the ones who are closed-minded to it so you have to keep an open mind and that's where the, and that's why I said challenge yourself to get outside of your comfort zone because that will start opening your mind to new experiences because ones with a closed mind are the ones who are scared, are scared of fear. I like fear. Um, I put a letter, I put this in my letter of, uh, um, letter of intent to Jeff Bry, um, and I said that people are scared of fear. And I actually, they're scared of doing something because of failure and I strive for it. They, they're scared of challenging themselves. What and I do you strive think, to it. Wow. What do you think, and as we ha- uh, round this up, we only have a couple minutes left. What do you think is the best benefit of uh, um, embracing fear and embracing being a better you every day? So um, first off with fear, embracing fear. The thing that a lot of people don't learn till later in life, which I would love to help, people try to learn earlier is fear is I mean fear is literally fear and failure is all around us um no matter what you do you're gonna fail like perfect example I mean I know I play the sport but baseball best example I could give you baseball you fail seven out of ten times and we have Miguel Cabrera Miguel perfect example Miguel Cabrera he has a, you know, a, a Hall of Famer, has a 300 batting average. That means he hits the ball three out of ten swings he takes. And he failed seven of those times. 
and he's making, I don't even know, but he's making money, that's for sure. So no matter, (laughs) (laughs) the way that I look at it is no matter failure, again, failure happens to us every single day. But, again, the way that I look at it is you can choose to be a victim of it and be like, oh, I suck, like I failed, or you can choose to be victorious of it. And it doesn't matter how many times you fall, it it matters how many times you get back up. So how many times is failure going to kick you down until you get back up? Because every time you get back up, it's going to be a better story. And and then your other question of kind of just building a better me every day, um, like I said, I strive to do something outside of my comfort zone every day. And if I don't, I'll sit down at night, I'll either read a book, or I'll sit down and look at my planner and ask myself, did I change a life today? And just because asking yourself if you changed a life, that doesn't mean it has to be somebody else's. It means it could be yours, mm-hmm. too. Did I change my life today? Did I change somebody else's life today? I ask myself that every day. And if you ask yourself that every day, also another thing is put inspirational quotes or things or messages around your room or on your planner or in your car. Um, one thing that I like to do is I like to put a my, my top quote sitting right on my steering wheel. Um, I actually got a tattoo. Uh, I got two tattoos. I got one down my spine and I got one down my wrist dedicated to myself. My, my spine says difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. So that's my goal. It's just because I had a difficult road doesn't mean I'm not going to have a beautiful destination. And then on my wrist, it says I am enough because no matter what you've been through, no matter who you are, no matter what you have, you are enough. And you have to realize that, again, it comes with time, and it's not going to change, it's not going to change by night. But you are, enough mm. for, you are enough for anybody. And don't let anyone make you feel different or make you feel you're not because the people who make you feel you're not have something wrong with have something wrong going on in their life as well, and that's the way that they take it out. Everyone, and that's what I've realized is, I sit and analyze both sides of a story before I make a decision or before I say something because you never know what's going on in the other person's life, for the, for them to react the way they did or for them to do what they did. And that's what I've that's what I've just that's what I've come to realize and done for myself is I just I made quotes, I made stories, I. I read inspirational stuff. Even if it makes you cry, having feelings is good. And that's what I've come to realize is even with anxiety and depression, I don't take pills for my anxiety and depression because I don't believe in them. I believe in I mean, I don't believe in them for that purpose. I believe that my body is strong enough to work through it because it is a mental game. So once you, once you beat that mental game and realize that you are enough, that's when you'll slowly start coming through. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. There's some key, crazy cool points, first of all, in there. Brooke, again, this is why you're the Ronda Rousey of my friends. Everybody, this is Micah and Brooke signing off and telling you to keep being a better you every day. Thank you, you guys for calling in, Brooke. You are amazing, and you have a great day, and I'll talk and see. Well, I won't see all of you who are <laughs> listening because clearly I can't see you, but I will talk to you <laughs> later. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you.
day. 